Yes, the media man, combat sports expert, Brett Benetti is here with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Brett, welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. And geez, we've got a lot to get through today, that's for sure. Well, we do. We're going to start with some boxing because there's been some huge news in the boxing world about Jeff Fennick. He has received a WBC super featherweight belt 31 years after his match with Azuma Nelson. What do you make of this? This is quite remarkable. Oh, it's huge. And uh, and I was very surprised. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm very happy uh, that Jeff Bennett got this, uh, this belt, even though it was 31 years after the fact. And I remember all the way back in 1991, watching it on uh, on TV as a, as a youngster, but basically loved uh, watching Jeff Fennick, and I was so angry about this decision. It was absolute robbery against uh, Azuma Nelson in Vegas. Uh, Don King was the promoter, and uh, and it was one of the most controversial uh, you know decisions you know in the sports history. There's been a lot, uh, but fast forward to 2022, uh, the current WBC president uh, Mauricio Sulman. Uh, basically, he moved to perform a special committee to review this particular fight because obviously it's been talked about for so many years. And uh, they, they gathered around some ring officials from all around the world to score the bout, and they all scored it, not not surprisingly, uh, in favour of Jeff Fennick. So what they decided to do was uh, was award Jeff Fennick with the WBC uh, Super Featherweight belt, and again, 31 years after the fact. So... That was great uh, for the, from the WBC. Fantastic for Jeff Fennick because we all know that it was a robbery. I mean, uh, Jeff Fennick clearly won that fight in Vegas, and I, I remember I thought that I, I do recall that when I, when I was watching it at the time, and I, I had watched it since. Uh, that you know, I thought that Azuma Nelson got off to a good start in that fight, and I think that I think it was three of the first four rounds. I thought that Nelson won, and I thought. Uh, Fennick needs to get a get a move on here, but the last eight rounds was clearly won by Jeff Fennick. And when the decision came down, uh, it was a disgrace. Uh, it was you know reeked of uh, you know not just controversy, uh, whether it was incompetence, but probably more corruption uh, as well. It sort of uh, you know took Jeff Fennick's career because he lost that rematch, if you recall, to Azuma Nelson in Melbourne, and he was never the same fighter since then. So. The interesting thing, again, I was surprised because it opens up a can of worms because there's been a lot of robberies uh, over the time uh, and what are they going to do with those? But I don't think, even though on Wikipedia, I was looking, doing a bit of research on this today, and on, on Wikipedia they've actually overturned the result on that page to a win, but on BoxRec it's still got it as a split uh, split draw. And I can't see how they... I, I can see how they can award the belt and say he's a four-time champion, but I can't see how they can actually overturn the official result from the night. Mm. That's what I find bizarre. So on yeah. BoxRec, it's still as a split uh, split draw. I think that'll still stand because that's the result from the night from the three judges, no matter what. But I am happy and uh, and surprised at the same time. But I am happy that Jeff Fennick, uh, you know, got got this belt that he deserves. So what does it mean now, Brett? You mentioned it there. Will we be seeing more former boxers being awarded belts? retrospectively, how, how far can we take it? Well, they, they have to. I mean, again, it was one of the most, as I said before, Matt, it was one of the most controversial uh, decisions uh, in memory in professional boxing. But when you have a look at the, the biggest the biggest robbery of all time, in my opinion, is still the Roy Jones uh, Jr. fight uh, from the Olympics. 
uh, when he clearly won that gold medal match in uh, in Seoul and uh, and absolutely got uh, you know robbed in that one. And that was that was clearly corruption. Uh, so are they going to go back to those sort of things and award uh, Roy Jones Jr. a gold medal for that? Are they going to go back to uh, to fights like uh, I mean Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield number one, for example? We've spoken about that sort of fight on this show in the yeah. past. I mean, Lennox Lewis clearly won that fight, but they somehow scored it a draw. They had a rematch where Lennox Lewis won, but sometimes you don't get the rematches back. I mean, uh, we, we talk about Andrew Maloney only last year against Joshua Franco, number two. Clearly, uh, you know, a wrong decision. Are they going to go back to those sort of things and, uh, and award belts? So it does open up a can of worms. Mm. Are they going to... Other organisations going to look at the clear robberies and, uh, and start you know, overturning these results? Who knows? But it is the first one. It is surprising. Uh, it's refreshing. I think the right sort of decision has been made because, it, again, it was clearly a robbery and clearly you know, all the judges that, uh, that watched the, uh, the fight back you know, knew that uh, Fennec won. So watch this space because there has to be more because it, mm. it, it's not the only robbery that's happened in the sport of boxing. Well, when you, yeah, when you actually look at that Lennox Lewis-Holyfield uh, match, as you, you did mention, the second fight was actually probably a draw, but they actually <laughs> awarded Lennox the, yeah. the fight because of the, of the first one, really. So uh, it does open a, a huge can, can of worms, and it'll be interesting to see where they do take yeah, it from here. <laughs> mm. but sometimes the, uh, they find results in the rematches. We spoke about Triple G and Golovkin, uh, yeah. Triple G, Golovkin and uh, Canelo number one. And they found a result in the second fight, which was a lot closer than the first one. And uh, and Triple G got uh, robbed of a, of a win in their first fight. So what do you do? So it's an interesting one, that's for sure. Big question mark uh, in the future of boxing. All right, Brett, let's, uh, let's turn our attention now to some UFC because last Sunday it was back at the Apex for fight night. Uh, we had the big main event and it was Amanda Lemos uh, coming away with the win over Marina Rodriguez. By standing TKO in the third round, few people thought it was an upset. What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought it was an upset. Uh, you recall, I picked uh, Marina Rodriguez to uh, to get the win over Lemos uh, uh, on Sunday, and uh, and everything was going according to plan in the first round. But everything turned in the second, where Lemos was able to take uh, uh, Rodriguez to the ground, and uh, and that was sort of the beginning of the end. Sort of wore Rodriguez out, and then. Uh, and then hit her beautifully in the third round uh, where the referee, uh, Jason Herzog, came and saved uh, Rodriguez from more punishment. So, again, I really wasn't expecting Lemos to win this fight. Rodriguez was on the cusp of a world title shot. Uh, if she won this fight, she was coming off four wins and uh, a massive setback for her. Uh, and Lemos could take her spot now. I don't think Lemos would get the... Uh, Next title shot, I thought Rodriguez was the only one who was going to get it if she had won. But, uh, but yeah, massive upset. But Rodriguez has a lot to work to do. I mean, she got found out with her ground game when she lost to Carla Esparza, who, again, fights this weekend and the current champ. Uh, but her ground game needs a lot of improvement, and that sort of showed uh, with, the, you know, with the, the fight against Lemos on Sunday. She hasn't really improved her ground game enough to take it to the next level because those wins uh, have mainly been on the feet, uh, except for Mackenzie Dern. That was uh, that was a back and forth battle, uh, three round fight where um, you know two rounds, you know she had it, was able to, uh, to to keep it uh, on the feet. So yeah, interesting mm-hmm. one. But uh, Lemos, 
you know, well done to her. She uh, proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. Did anything else catch your eye on the card? Yeah, there was a couple of things. Just a quick mention of the UFC Jim Balcata fight to watch. Grant Dawson defeating Mark Madsen. So uh, they got that one right. And uh, Grant Dawson, uh, great victory, takes away the O from Mark Madsen. But I'll move quickly on from that because we can obviously talk about uh, more of the fights this weekend. But something really interesting, and it's probably uh, you know, for the wrong reason, there was a featherweight uh, bout on the prelim card. And a fighter by the name of Derek Minna, uh, taking on Shaylin. Uh Now, there was a lot of uh, controversy around this because there was a lot of betting plunges. And obviously, it's been only announced last week that UFC fighters and coaches aren't allowed to bet anymore uh, on their own fighters. But Minna was a rumour going around that he was injured going into the fight. And there was a lot of bets put on that he was going to be stopped in the first round. And that's exactly what happened. First leg kick was a left leg kick. Uh, he looked injured straight away from a knee threw another one surprisingly and then went down again and then got stopped. So a lot of controversy. Watch this space for this one because I think there's an investigation underway uh, with Derek Minner in that fight. So, yeah, watch this space. Brett Benetti is here with us on Sports Drive this afternoon, all thanks to the Perth Window and Door Replacement Company. You can replace your split and rotten window and door frames with stylish and modern aluminium windows. All right, Brett, well, you mentioned it before. We have a massive card this Sunday for UFC 281 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. We've got a huge main event. UFC middleweight championship is on the line with Israel Adesanya defending his belt for the seventh time up against Alex Pereira. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this main event firstly? I'm really looking forward to this, and there's a lot of intrigue around this matchup because of Alex Pereira. And the reason why is because he ha- he holds two victories over Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. And one of those fights is actually uh, he scored a knockout. And there's a lot of uh, lot of highlight reels of, of uh, you know, that going around, that particular knockout. So, look, Israel Adesanya, you know, uh, after a bit of revenge uh, and Pereira's coming up through the ranks, it was like Pereira, he, Pereira's only 3-0 and in the UFC, 6-1 and in MMA. Uh, lost his first ever MMA fight and has been on uh, a six-fight uh, win streak ever since. But it's like he saw what Israel Adesanya was doing and thought, well, I've got two victories over this guy. I might as well come into the UFC and uh, see what I can do. And he's, he's climbed the ladder to get this title shot uh, this Sunday. But uh, Israel Adesanya, you know, 23-1, and his only loss uh, was actually in the UFC, and that's when he went up to challenge for... Uh, um, the light heavyweight belt, Nyan Blackowicz, which he lost by decision. But other than that, he's 12-0 and in the middleweight division, making the seventh defence of his uh, title uh, this Sunday. So, yeah, a lot of intrigue around this. And, look, I see this. I, I, I went back and had a look at the two kickboxing uh, matches between these two. First one uh, was very close. And a lot of people think that uh, Israel Adesanya won the, won the bout. Uh, but the judges gave it in a close decision to Pereira. So a fight that could have gone either way. Second one, interesting, third-round knockout, but uh, Israel Adesanya was actually winning the fight and got, got caught. You know the old saying, sometimes you get caught? Well, he got caught uh, in kickboxing. So smaller gloves this time. But look, if Israel as Adesanya can sort of like use his uh, you know, counter-striking, you know, Fight smart like he always does. He's a you know, beautiful tac- 
tactician and a great striker and, uh, and figures out his opponents well. He's just got to stay away from the power of Pereira, and I think that he'll retain his belt. Uh, I think that's the key. Pereira's got a lot of power behind him, and he's going to be looking to knock Israel Adesanya out. So either there's going to be a change of title by knockout, or I think that Israel Adesanya is going to win uh, by points. Oh. So that's, that's my prediction. Uh, but I think that Israel Adesanya is going to be able to get it done uh, by, by points. But again, if Pereira goes in and tries to get the knockout, who knows? Because again, Israel Adesanya is a beautiful counter-striker. He could catch uh, Pereira you know, on the hop and, and get the stoppage himself. So there's three outcomes there. But I do expect Israel Adesanya to gain some form of revenge, but, uh, but obviously uh, hold his belt for a seventh uh, defence. Big main event to look forward to. Can't wait for this one coming up on Sunday at UFC 281. Uh, just a quick update for you in the cricket. Another wicket has fallen. So New Zealand go to three for 49 after eight overs against Pakistan. Another big matchup to look forward to. Brett at UFC 281. Another title on the line. Carla Esparza will defend her UFC strawweight championship for the first time up against Weili Zhang. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yes, another one where a lot of fans and a lot of experts are tipping a, a title change over here because of uh, Weili Zhang, but also the way that uh, Carla Esparza's last fight went. If you recall, we did the uh, the preview and the uh, and the wrap up. This one was one of the most boring. I won't sugarcoat it. Was one of the most boring, uh, you know, fights men or women in UFC history, where uh, Carla Esparza and Rose Namajunas basically hardly engaged with each other for five rounds, and the judges, you know, found in favour of Carla Esparza and the belt changed hands. So Weili Zhang had a fantastic knockout victory over Joanna Jacek and what was her final fight of her uh, great career. And uh, and before that, Weili's coming off two losses to Rose Namajunas when Rose did you know, engage. <laughs> so best way to put it, that one. So, again, Carla Esparza is a two-time champ, only two-time champ in the uh, UFC women's strawweight division. An interesting thing is that, uh, you know, that was coming off the, the ultimate fighter where she actually won the belt off Rose Namajunas. So intriguing uh, and fun fact there. But uh, going into Sunday, again, Whaley should be too strong. You know, if Carla tries to sort of engage with her on the feet, she's going to get stopped. She's going to not get knocked out. So the key for Esparza, and don't count Esparza out. She's got a very good wrestling game. Uh, the question is, is whether she's going to be able to take Whaley to the ground and hold her there. That's probably the key to victory for Carla Esparza. She doesn't want to strike with Wei Li, but Wei Li is very strong, and she sh- has shown some good takedown defense before in the past. But again, Carla Esparza got, has got this knack of being able to you know, get her opponents down to the ground and keep them there and control them, and that's what her key to victory is. And she could actually do that, but I'm probably with the other uh, experts around. I actually think that uh, Wei Li... Is this going to be too strong? I think she's going to be able to stuff the takedown uh, and eventually get the stoppage uh, over, you know, a game Carla Esparza. But I think it will be, or has to be, a better fight uh, than her fight against uh, Rose Namajunas. So I think it'll be a lot better. Uh, but I'm, I'm picking the belt will change hands and we'll go back to Wei Lee, who'll become a, uh, a two-time champ. All right, so the moment now we've been waiting for, the UFC gym fight in Balcata. What is it to watch this weekend? Hey, they, they had a tough one, uh, the team at uh, the UFC Jim Belcata, because it's such a great card. 
uh, Coach Kaif, uh, John Corbett. They've got Hans involved now as well, Kevin Tran. Sophie's Choice and Kim, they've been on a good roll lately, but uh, they've handed it back to the boys this week. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just for some notable fights, Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, that's going to be a, you know, a great lightweight contest on, on the main card. you also got Frankie Edgar and Chris Gutierrez, and that's probably my personal one to watch because I've loved watching Frankie Edgar over his career, but this will be the final fight of Frankie Edgar's illustrious career, so uh, we wish him all the best. But uh, we're going to go down to the prelim card in a lightweight battle between Brad Riddell taking on Renato Moicano. I think that's going to be a really fun fight, and I agree with the guys from the USC, Jim Balcata, uh, for their fight to watch. And they've been on a roll. They've, uh, they've only got one wrong all year, which was a fight not to watch. <laughs> but uh, we blame John Corbell for that one. Sorry, John. <laughs> where Sophie's choice and uh, started teaching Kim. But, uh, mm-hmm. but look, I think Brad Riddell and Roy, Renato Moicano is going to be a really fun fight on the prelim card. But it is a great card. You don't want to miss this one. UFC 281 from Madison Square Garden, New York. You know, Sunday uh, per time. I think it's going to be a great card. All right, well, we've got a great card to look forward to coming up in February next year, Feb 12th to be exact, at RAC Arena, UFC 284. Of course, we will keep you up to date with all the news as it does happen. But uh, there's been a few fights already announced. Have we got some more to come? Yeah, we've announced every single fight here on Sport FM, and I'm pleased to tell you that uh, there's been a few more uh, to add to the card. so And all Australians involved as well. So we've got five fights so far confirmed for USC 284 in Perth in February. Uh, we've already obviously announced uh, you know, Whitaker and Costa, also Pedro and Ming Yang. Uh, but now I'm pleased to announce that heavyweight battle between Justin Tuffer and Parker Porter has been added to the bill. Uh, Justin Tuffer hasn't actually fought this year. He fought in uh, December last year and uh, it's coming off a victory. So good to see him on the Perth card. But also, uh, you, know, you know, another one that we're, I'm pretty happy about, Joss Colabu taking on uh, Milshik. Uh, that'll be a good, uh, good fight, actually. So uh, Joshua you know, Colabu is basically uh, you know, coming off a good win as well. So looking forward to seeing uh, what he does. But I'm really excited about this announcement. Featherweight, and here it is, an eternal MMA product on the, uh, the card of the Perth, Jack Jenkins who's obviously uh, you know, made his way to the USC via Dana White's Contender Series, he takes on Don Shannis. Now, uh, Don Shannis I saw not too long ago in the UFC. He made his debut at short notice, but got submitted in 30 seconds against uh, Sadiq Yosef. So very tough uh, you know, upbringing to the UFC with a short notice fight. But you know, he deserves a second shot, but he gets it against a tough Jack Jenkins. And I think it's a good fight for Jack to welcome him in. UFC. So both guys are going to be obviously desperate for a win, but obviously we're going to be well and truly behind Jack Jenkins in this one. We certainly are. Plenty to look forward to here in Perth. Uh, We'll take a look now at our local events coming up. Brett, of course, we are speaking to Brett Benetti, all thanks to the Perth Window and Door Replacement Company. Uh, This Saturday night, we've got some great uh, corporate boxing uh, the great lawn at Crown coming up. Strong minds, strong minds. Uh, Of course, it will feature so are the Hulk Palele, former UFC fighter. What can you tell us about this event? Yeah, I'm actually involved in this event on uh, on Saturday night, Matt, and uh, pleased to obviously uh, you know talk about this because again they had a great uh, successful debut event last year, and uh, and so are the Hulk Palele, great ambassador for the sport of MMA, and obviously former UFC fighter himself. But he's obviously the head 
of strong minds, strong minds. And, uh, and it's obviously to raise awareness and funds for mental health organisations So through this annual event. So, look, I can't wait for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and hey, I'm going to be calling the action, but I'm also looking forward to calling the co-made event. I'm going to get in the ring and do the introductions for this one. But so the whole Pulele will be taking on, get ready for this, Mitchell Johnson. So mm-hmm. uh, Australian, uh, obviously, uh, you know, cricketing great. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And so Sorrel not only uh, you know, putting together this great event, but also uh, you know, taking on uh, Mitchell Johnson, which is going to be a really good highlight. But uh, got a lot of good names on this card as well. So Xavier, you know, X-Man Lucas, haven't seen Xavier for a while, but he was a product of the Smashers, uh, the Ultimate Fire series in Australia. Uh, so he was a product of that. So he's going to be on the card. Uh, also Stephen Gago. Uh, will be on the card, and Sarah on fire Dwyer, who is obviously a you know, former world title uh, contender and uh, seen a, caught a lot of her fights at Thunderdome, and Janine Brown, who's going to be fighting at uh, Thunderdome in a couple of weeks, she's going to be on the card as well. So a lot of great talent uh, for this magnificent event, and uh, you know, hopefully you can uh, get to have a chat to sell the whole Pulele more about that tomorrow. Yep, looking forward to that. We also have uh, Fight Night, the last Fight Night of 2022, as a matter of fact, Brett, coming up on the 19th of November. So what can you tell us about this event? Yeah, exactly. For all the Muay Thai fans out there, get out to the Ray Island Sports Reserve and out there in Les Murdy. Uh, you know, great job once again from, from Murray McKechnie and Justin Boylan. They always do great matchups, these guys. And there's an Australian uh, you know, title on the line of this night as well with Murray Brockman taking on uh, Jaden Penkaten. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, but also, uh, state title eliminated with uh, Dion Alderden taking on Johnny Craster. So I've called uh, you know, a lot of those uh, guys' fights in their careers as well. So that, there's a lot of fights on this card that's well worth looking out for. And uh, if you love your Muay Thai, get into the, the fight night, which you said, uh, Matt, final one of uh, 2022, Saturday 19th of November. And keep listening to Sport FM because we're going to give away a couple of tickets to this great event as well. Thunderdome, of course, one of our favourites. Uh, coming up on Friday, the uh, 25th of November at Perth Metro City. Another great card to look forward to, Brett. Yeah, we're going to speak about this in more depth because uh, I told you we had a lot to get through today. But uh, Thunderdome 40, well done to uh, to Tony Tolls, but also you know, Angelo Hyder, one of the ambassadors of Thunderdome as well, Dragonfire Boxing. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a great one at Perth Metro City, one of the best venues in the world to view boxing. I'll be there calling the action, also interviewing the winners after the fights. There's some great fights already announced, but one that I'll probably uh, you know, announce as a guest on Sport FM in the, in the next week or two is Alex Winwood. So watch this space. Uh, Alex Winwood obviously you know, made a lot of headlines for that controversial finish of the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to uh, to his debut and main eventing, Thunderdome 40 as well. And also I mentioned Janine Brown on that card who's fighting on, uh, on again at the corporate event on Saturday night. So Tony Tolls, magnificent uh, job once again. He's due back in Australia soon. He's been all around the world, that guy. So uh, looking forward to catching up with him. And watch this space because we're going to be giving away tickets to Thunderdome 40 uh, on Sport FM. Well, we have gotten through a lot here on the program this afternoon. Of course, it's been all thanks to the Perth Window and Door Replacement Company. Brett, where can we go and find them? Yeah, Stuart and Nara and the team will be definitely happy with that segment what we got through. They love the fight. 
Love this segment. So go see Stuart and Nara and the team at the Perth Window and Door Replacement Company. Their showroom is located at 25 Oxley Drive in Malaga, but also check out their website at perthwindowreplacement.com.au. Brett, a pleasure as always. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Oh, it goes without saying because it's a huge one. Enjoy the fight. And there he goes, Brett Benetti, the media man, combat sporting expert. I thank him for his time.